Welcome to a very special Christmas edition of the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show, starring everyone's favorite hero of tomorrow today, Mr. Adventure! This special episode to help bring in the holidays is brought to you by Writers for Relief, the charity anthology where writers of all types come together to help a worthy cause. The first volume brought help to the survivors of Katrina through the Red Cross, featuring such authors as Yuji Foster, Stephen Ewan Cobb, Gardner Dozois, Brian Aldis, Larry Niven, Nancy Cress, Joe Haldeman, Glenda Finkelstein, Tony Ruggiero, and the writer of the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show's very own Davey Beauchamp. Later on in the program, look out for a special announcement about Writers for Relief Volume 2 and the all-star authors involved in this latest volume. But for now, we join Mr. Adventure and company at the Sapphire City Orphanage, donated by Sapphire City's own philanthropist, Alex Venture. It is a true home away from home for those wayward children who have lost their homes and families. Mr. Adventure comes to the orphanage on a monthly basis to see how all the children are doing, because as we all know, children are the citizens of tomorrow, today. Mr. Adventure is joined at the orphanage with a cavalcade of his friends, spreading Christmas joy to its residents. He is joined by Professor Solomon Stone, curator of the Museum of the Unknown, Vicky Stone, agent of the Allied Forces, Doc Tech, master of mechanical marvels, and Kid Adventure, Mr. Adventure's ever-vigilant sidekick. Currently, he is in a meeting with Mr. Sullivan, the man charged with running the orphanage. I want to thank you again for coming down here and visiting with the children. It means so much to them, especially this time of year. The pleasure is all mine, Mr. Sullivan. If you wouldn't... What? Stay here. I'll check things out. A powerful explosion rocked the orphanage to its core, taking all by surprise. Doc, Solomon, protect the children. Kid, you're with me. You got it! Oh, I wish I could do more. I just feel so helpless without my mechanical marvels to help confront the dangers we face! Buck up, chap. You're here risking your life to help protect these kids, and that is more than most men would do in your shoes. Thanks, Mr. Stone. How many times must I tell you? It is Solomon to my friends. Kid, be ready. Because when the smoke clears, I think we're going to be in for the fight of our lives. Don't worry. I'm ready with one of Mr. Adventure's patented one-two punches. As our gallant heroes ready themselves for the forthcoming battle, they are surprised by the arrival of a mysterious figure. The image of a jagged-looking man appears, and it looks as though he is either made of ice or covered in it. What's going on here? Kit, what is it? I don't see a thing. Solomon, what's going on here? Kid! Adventure, where are you? Solomon! Kid! Tech! Victoria! Children! Mr. Adventure comes upon a stunning sight, and it isn't a massive hole in the wall in which the intruders entered and then fled. All of his friends and the children in the orphanage lay unconscious on the floor. They took the girl. Vicky, what girl? Who took her? Where? Oh. Vicky, wake up. What is going on here? Is that... Frost? Adventure. Dr. Phantom, I have come for you. The powers that be need your assistance. I'm not going anywhere, Doctor. At least not until I know what is going on here. That wasn't a request. And with a wave of Dr. Phantom's hand, the two vanished from the orphanage as the others began to stir. Are you through yet? Phantom, take me back now. I cannot do that. The fate of all things as you know it will end without your intervention. But those kids need me more than you need to play games. I have forgotten just how limited the thinking of a single man can be. What? Do you find my timely appearance a coincidence? Or could it be something more? A connection to what just occurred? Well, do you know of a force which could take out so many in what could be 
seem as a blink of an eye, especially those who have gone against the foulest of evils time and time again and prevailed. Well, no, but it doesn't give you the right to do whatever you please. Then you wish not to help the one missing from the orphanage, the young girl. Vicky managed to say something about a girl being taken before she drifted out of consciousness. What does this have to do with her? I will leave that for another to explain to you. Someone more suited to the task. Where are we, anyway? Why is it so chilly here? You are at the North Pole, Mr. Adventure. And suddenly, guess who would appear? Not the one you might be thinking of. Though Mr. Adventure couldn't believe his eyes as none other than Mrs. Claus walked onto the scene. Cookie? No, thank you. What is going on here? I don't like not being kept in the loop. And with you, Phantom, I am never in the loop. You are, as Mrs. Claus just told you, at the North Pole. You've got to be kidding me. How can a children's tale be real? You, who have dealt with monsters of all types from around the globe and myth, who has his own cavalcade of villains who would better be suited for comic books and radio shows, has a problem believing what his eyes are telling him? I guess when you put it like that, you have a point. But what does all this have to do with the orphanage and the girl who was taken? I warned you that he was an impatient one. Follow me, and you will see why we have brought you here. Mrs. Claus takes Mr. Adventure, followed closely by Dr. Phantom, through Santa's workshop to an unknown destination. Mr. Adventure was bewildered by all that he was experiencing. He had no idea how the dots connected on this one and what the final picture would be. But the one thing he did know was that if Dr. Phantom involved him, the stakes must be high and the fate of the world must be at stake. Here we are. They stood before a grand set of doors that glowed a brilliant red and emerald green. Where is here? Santa Claus. The doors swing open, revealing a large bedroom with the central feature being a massive bed. And who is this lying on the bed? It appears to be the withered form of what could have once been a man who looked like Santa Claus. They entered and gathered around the bed where the ailing Santa was resting. I can tell by the look on your face that you're lost. You could say that. What is going on here? And why was the girl kidnapped? I think it is time for some answers, ma'am. Have you ever heard of the spirit of Christmas? I've heard of Christmas spirit. They are one and the same on the level in which you are now playing, my friend. Okay. To make a long story short, without the spirit of Christmas, Santa will fade away like a distant memory. That doesn't sound good. No, it isn't. You see, Mr. Adventure, every year the powers that be choose a special boy or girl to house the spirit of Christmas, to represent all that is good, wonderful, and pure about the holiday season. Are you telling me that the girl is dead? Sadly, no. You make it sound like that is a bad thing. It is. What the good doctor is trying to say, and not all that tactfully, I might add, is if the girl had died, the spirit of Christmas would just pass on to the next chosen bearer, and all would be as it should. So what you are saying is that someone has taken the girl to a place where the spirit of Christmas can perform its function? Exactly. Where? If time is of the essence, stop wasting it, phantom. Earth Delta. You have got to be kidding me. I wish he was. But as you know, the good doctor is not capable of such an act. Okay then. When I get there, who is it that I'm looking for? The Frost Miser. Things are looking grim now. Earth Delta is the place where Mr. Adventure learned firsthand what would happen if he had ever become the villain of tomorrow today. It was a dark, grim world where Dr. Zhao leads a band of resistance fighters against the tyranny of the Dark Mask, the Mr. Adventure of that world. But who is this Frost Miser that Mrs. Claus speaks of? He isn't one of Mr. Adventure's normal cavalcade of villains. The Frost Miser has existed as long as Santa has, and he is Santa's polar opposite. Not to be rude here, Mrs. Claus, but I understand. 
It is the whole good without evil monologue. And I'm guessing this Frostmiser fellow wants to take control like one of my villains and has an obsession with world domination. Just tell me what I have to do to save Christmas. You need to go to Earth Delta and bring back the girl to our dimension. Okay. Before I go any further, because I know how these things work when dealing with your cosmic mumbo-jumbo, what is the but? You are a wise one, adventurer. If anything happens to the girl while on Earth Delta, it would mean the end of Claws. Okay, but what is the other but? The serious one. You must bring the girl back before the day of Christmas Eve falls upon the book of Naughty and Nice. Okay, race against the clock, nothing new here. So how much time do I have? Seven hours. Have I ever told you just how much I enjoy your visits? When do I leave? Now. With a wave of Dr. Phantom's hand, Mr. Adventure vanishes from Santa's bedroom. Do you think he can actually do it and save my husband? If there is a single man alive who can, it is adventure. Oh, I hate it when he does that. Now where am I supposed to go? Acting only on instinct, Mr. Adventure springs into action, heading towards the sound of disaster. Because even in the dark world, there are still those worthy of saving. Help! Someone help me! Without even a witty phrase given, Mr. Adventure, with the skills of a master acrobat and fearless daredevil, leaps into the barrage of falling debris and continued explosions to save this darling damsel in distress. But will our daring and dashing hero's speed and skills be enough? Silence fills the void left behind by the chaos that had just a moment ago filled the city streets. The fate of Mr. Adventure and the fair young maiden are still unknown as a heavy and thick cloud of dust fills the air, choking many who are gathered there now. Slowly the dust clears, enough to see the outcome of the disaster, and all those gathered there look around astonished, as all that remains is a massive pile of rubble where the building once stood. And there is no sign of Mr. Adventure or the lady he was trying to save. Could this finally be the end of Mr. Adventure, along with Christmas and Santa Claus? Our vigilant hero has been in some death-defying situations before, but all men's luck eventually runs out. And could this be the last curtain call for Mr. Adventure? We will find out the answer to that question and whether or not Santa is saved after a short word from our sponsor, this holiday season's Writers for Relief. Hello. This is a quick little reminder to let all of our listeners out there know that the people affected by Katrina still need your help. Things are slowly getting better, but it is still going to take time and help for the whole of the Gulf Coast to recover from the effects of Katrina. So this holiday season, please don't forget those affected by the hurricane. Take time to make a small donation from food to money to Christmas gifts for those still in need. Lots of help has been given, but people sometimes suffer from out-of-sight, out-of-mind syndrome. They sometimes forget there are those still needing help because the news media no longer reports on this disaster. So please, do your part this holiday season to help. And stay tuned to find out more about the latest volume of Writers for Relief, which will benefit the Bay Area Food Bank. Now... Let's get back to Mr. Adventure's latest escapade and see if he has what it takes to save Christmas and Santa Claus. On the street, those gathering now assume the worst, since there is still no sign of the lady or the man who tried to save her. Rescue workers of Dark Mask's citizen soldiers work feverishly to uncover the missing. But below their feet, racing through the sewers, is a heroic man with a lady in his arms. And this man is none other than Mr. Adventure! That was one close call. Now I just need to find you some help. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? This isn't good. I need to get you help and fast. I'm afraid you'll never wake up if you don't stay with me. 
A beam of sunlight, like a Christmas miracle, shines down upon Mr. Adventure's face. It is good to know someone is still listening in this dark and forsaken world. Oh my! It's him! Someone get help! He's got someone in his arms! What is this? Mr. Adventure, as he emerges from the depths with girl in tow, is suddenly surrounded by a squad of Doc Mask's elite guard. Release your hostage now, Mr. Adventure. She isn't my hostage. I saved her from a collapsing building. Am I to take the word of our most wanted criminal? I think not. Release her now, or prepare to die. I don't have time for this. Say again? I, I, I couldn't hear you. Fine. Have it your way. Take her. Because it'll be easier for me to do what I need to do without having to worry about this lady being in harm's way. You three, take this girl and get her to the Onyx Hospital at once. And you five, take this man to a holding cell. But before you do, I need to talk to him. That should make you a little more cooperative. Our best scientist created that little cocktail with you in mind. Uh, and fear not, Mr. Adventure. It isn't lethal, but shortly, uh, uh, you might wish it was. No! Things are beginning to look very bleak for not only Mr. Adventure, but Santa and Christmas as well. Time is running short for their salvation. Could this be the first time Mr. Adventure fails to save the day? And what of the fate of the little girl who Frostmiser spirited away in hopes of destroying Christmas? All of those questions and more will be- Wait, what is this? Could it be? Yes, I believe it is! Mr. Adventure is stirring with a little time still on the clock to save Christmas! Where... where am I? While Mr. Adventure awakens, our attentions must be turned elsewhere. Time is beginning to run out on us, Doctor. I know. You said he could do this. He will. Adventure has never failed. The beginning of Christmas Eve will be here in only a matter of minutes. Give me the book. What? I can't let you have it. We need to buy Adventure more time. And you said he had until Christmas Eve falls upon the book. So I plan to move it until the very last Christmas Eve enters the world. Oh, you might just have something there. Here you go. Fly quick. Fly fast, my friend. Don't let me down, adventure. As we leave Mrs. Claus to her thoughts, Dr. Phantom and the book containing those who have been naughty and nice fly around the world trying to buy more time for our hero. Mr. Adventure is wakened to find himself in a steel cell especially designed to hold him. With time fleeting away, he no longer knows just how much longer he has before all of Christmas is doomed. Come on, can't I catch just one break here? I'm trying to save Christmas. And I haven't even made so much as the tiniest dent in this door. As the door to Mr. Adventure's cell opens, he is greeted by a large contingent of Dark Mask's forces. Mr. Adventure just looks at his captors, running the odds of his possible escape here and now. If I pull this off, Phantom is gonna owe me. Then again, he already does owe me. Mr. Adventure, you will follow me. Please. Lead the way. Mr. Adventure, along with his newly acquired entourage, follows the Dark Mask Defense Force captain to a Romanesque Colosseum. Sitting in a place once reserved for the Emperors of Rome is Mr. Adventure's counterpart of this world, Dark Mask. Alongside Dark Mask were two others, one he could only assume was the Frost Miser due to appearance alone, and the other hid amongst the shadows of the box. The one thing missing from his last appearance here is the roaring crowds waiting to watch his demise by various devious means, crafted by Dark Mask's twisted scientists. What, no crowd this time? Hold your tongue, Adventure. You know not what you speak. 
Whether you know it or not, you did a great service in the name of my empire this day, and I am not a man who likes to have debts held over him. Did I miss something? But I would never do anything to help your empire, Mask. But you don't realize that we are both men who would do anything for our people. We just have two different approaches for the same goal. Spare me the whole sides of the same coin speech. I have had enough of that already today, along with enigmatic talk. Just cut to the chase. Or better yet, let's fight. Because I have more important things to do than to trade witty banter with you. Just send Frostmiser down here and let me have a little chat with him. Soon it will be too late, no matter what you do to me. I will have the power of Christmas to manipulate and corrupt for my own perverse pleasures. And there is nothing you can do about it. Because, by my calculations, even if your friends are smart enough to figure it out, your Santa Claus only has minutes left before he is nothing more than a faded memory. Hush your tongue, miser, before I remove it for you. Captain, bring out our guest. What is this? Could it be? It is! It's the little girl who Mr. Adventure was sent to rescue. Is it possible the spirit of Christmas has warmed even the dark heart of Dark Mask? Or could it be something even more? What betrayal is this? Ah! Now, as I was saying... As Frostmiser took his flight from the Emperor's box to the Coliseum floor below, the little girl fled from those guarding her to the side of Mr. Adventure, grabbing the side of his leg for dear life. That's it! The Coliseum fills with a glowing blue light thanks to the intervention of Dr. Phantom and his command of the mystical energies of beginnings and endings, and slowly an image of Santa's bedroom appears at the epicenter of the energy storm. What is your name? Wendy. Well, Wendy, I need you to be a brave girl for me and head towards the light. Can you do that for me? Yes. With that said, Wendy, the brave little girl who holds the very spirit of Christmas in a being, runs into the light, vanishing. No! I finally had Santa's defeat in my hands. I will make you all pay! I've had enough of this. Captain, take that piece of filth out of my sight. As your command, so it is done. As for you, Mr. Adventure, consider my debt to you repaid in full, and know that the next time you enter my world, you will feel the full force of my power. Mr. Adventure just nodded his head in confusion and stepped into the portal, sending him back home. He was still curious about how Dark Mask was in his debt in the first place, but he would let that mystery answer itself in its own time. Come to me, my daughter. Yes, father? Stepping out of the shadow is none other than the teenage girl Mr. Adventure saved from the collapsing building. One day he will learn what I have. That the only way you can keep all those he once saved safe is to rule the land himself. Yes, he will, Father. And I will be at his side when he does. What could those two be talking about? What do they know that our brave hero of tomorrow today doesn't? Well, those answers, I'm afraid, are going to have to wait for another time as Mr. Adventure returns to Santa's workshop to discover if everyone else had been there. Hello? Is anyone here? I sort of need a way home. You know, the North Pole is really far away from Sapphire City. You did it, Adventure. (laughs) You did it, Adventure, just as I knew you would. What took you so long? I was wondering when you were going to pull your disappearing, reappearing act. How was the girl? She's already back at the orphanage with the rest.
nest of her friends celebrating her return in the Christmas. And in time, the events she has gone through this day will fade from her mind like a dream. And fear not, your friends are fine and they are awaiting your return to the orphanage. Is that it? What do you mean, is that it? Uh, it just seems like it's sort of a lackluster ending. You just saved Christmas and the life of that little girl. What more do you want? Peace for our fighting forces overseas, so they too can have a Merry Christmas. If it was in my power to do so, I would grant you that wish. But for now, your friends are awaiting your arrival. Very well. Let's do this. Care to join us? I would be honored. Thank you. If you could only see the look on Mr. Adventure's face with Dr. Phantoms accepting his invitation, but from all of us to all of you... Have, have a, a Merry Christmas, Christmas and, and a Happy, Happy New Year. And be on the lookout for Volume 2 of Writers for Relief, which will benefit the Bay Area Food Bank featuring such authors as UG Foster, Glenda Finkelstein, Stephen Ewan Cobb, Tony Ruggiero, Jody Lynn Nye, A.C. Crispin, Mer Lafferty, John Ringo, Stu Jaffe, David Drake... M.M. Buckner, Tim Pratt, David Gerald, Elizabeth Blue, Todd McCaffrey, and many others. Keep checking back on pulpadventures.net and members.aol.com slash David Draven for updates on the status of Writers for Relief Volume 2. And make sure you have a Merry Christmas from all of us at Sapphire City, the city of tomorrow, today! The Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show was written by Davey Beauchamp and adapted for audio by Rich Siegfried. It starred Rich Siegfried of Outcast Multimedia, J.C. Hutchins from the Seventh Son Podcast Novel Trilogy, T. Morris from the Survival Guide to Writing Fantasy, Jared Axelrod from The Voice of Free Planet X, J.R. Blackwell from The Voices of Tomorrow, Sarah Laskowski from Podbeat, Paul Fisher from the ADD Cast, Mer Lafferty from Geek Fu Action Grip, and Stephen Ewan Cobb from The Future and You. For more adventures, be sure to tune in to pulpadventures.net.